Hi everyone, welcome to the Daily Rounds. I'm with my partner, Sherwin. Hello, hello. Hi, yes. Hi, Denny. So, um, everyone's probably thinking what this podcast is about. So, if you're here and nagahanap ka ng karamay about your medic medicine, medical training life, you came to the right spot. Yeah, so basically, we're doctors in training right now. Two middle-aged adults undergoing training for a subspecialty, surviving every day, and doing our daily rounds. Yep, daily rounds in terms of adulting, uh, medical stuff. So basically, um, we've gone through all the stages of um, building our medical career basically we're at the let's say mga second or third to the last step before becoming full-fledged consultants um so next step na ha- college na <laughs> obviously <laughs> and then, um as pre-med and then med school and then internship residency and now fellowship so the goal of this podcast is actually it's like a brief orientation on people who are thinking on going to medicine, people who are already in medicine thinking of going undergoing further training, and even those who are under training who are stressed with their lives. So we're trying to cope with that. That's why we started this podcast. We started this during the pandemic in the COVID-19. And so far, it's been very... Stressful, right? Come about. In all So we survive every day. Some people call us uh, frontliners, but it, it's hard to label ourselves as frontliners, eh? Basically, unless you're a doctor, that you're you're an emergency medicine doctor or people who actually see the the patients firsthand at, in the consultation i think that's the real frontliners but for mm-hmm. us we're we're actually taking care of them as inpatients every day so basically that's the goal of this podcast and hopefully hopefully and we get we get something nice out of it and a few laughs after yeah so we're thinking since palaging line when when you're in the hospital no one told us that this was going to be our lives. Some 10 years ago, some when we graduated college, no one told us this was going to be the life of a, training, of a doctor in training. So we wanted to share stuff with you, the things that they don't teach you in med school. So um, we hope to, to impart with you some stuff like pearls of wisdom, survival tips, some quantum insanity to help you get through a very toxic day. Yeah, basically, so what, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Actually, when you when we were talking about doing this podcast, the the first thing that that came that popped into my head is what if people ask us what our our credentials are? Why are we talking <laughs> like this? And what makes us right qualified? To, to talk about this. 
So without giving too much details on our qualifications, we I can basically tell you that we're we're undergoing subspecialty training. So we already passed the medical board exam and we're licensed to practice medicine here in this country. And we've also and all already the, passed the diplomate boards for internal medicine. Yes, exactly. And we've gone through some shit in our lives. A lot a lot of it. Sometimes literal. And <laughs> we're going to talk about these things and hopefully we get some inputs from other people at the end of this um at the end of the podcast. So basically this is just a test broadcast and hopefully we'll we'll have some more. So and but can, can they message us or comment and then give us like an insight about what they want us to talk about? Yeah. If you have thoughts about and if yeah, you I stumble upon yeah. this podcast and you want something to talk about. Yeah, hmm. I think we're going to we're going to set up an account where you can send your questions. Um, even through emails or social media. We're going to set that up. Um, we're just testing this out and we're testing our equipment <laughs> right now. <laughs> then, so we're basically just testing our podcast chemistry. Yeah. So if, <laughs> if you're wondering, we're doing this remotely through Skype because of social distancing. And basically, it's quite embarrassing to do this in public in the hospital. Okay. Although we see each other every day in the hospital. Para parang ibang setup to, so this is a totally different platform, and this is very advantageous. I don't see you, and you don't see me. We just talk about everything. Yeah, exactly. So, ano topic number one? Yeah. So basically, we're done with their introductions, and so let's talk about the path to medicine. So. Denny, can you explain what do you need to do to become a full-fledged general practitioner first? Okay. So, in the Philippines, ang culture kasi natin, di ba, um, you would have like this mindset that I want to be a doctor. Because you think, or some people know, or our or, or, or society thinks, it's a glamorous profession. So, first thing you should know coming into medicine is that it's a real, um, what you call this, like, uh, it's real work. It's no joke. And you have to have resilience, patience, and, and it takes a lot of sacrifice to be able to get from one step to the next. So it's a long and winding roller coaster ride. <laughs> so much to start. And it starts off with your college degree. So you can't medicine without a college degree. So nowadays, the good thing about it is you don't really have to get a science course. Mm-hmm, I yeah. had a classmate in med school who was a graduate of broadcast communications. <laughs> so, well, it will just throw you under the bus during the first, uh, throw you for, in for a ride for the first couple of months. Because when you anatomy, you really have no idea what they're talking about. Compared to yeah. your classmates who might have graduated from PT, nursing, or yeah. nutrition, public health. 
stuff like Actually, that. Actually, so, people are always asking you, what is your pre-med? When you first, yeah. if you go into med school, what's your pre-med? When, when you answer them yung kakaibang pre-med mo, they'll <laughs> look at you with a little bit of disdain. Ba't ka nag-medicine mga ganun? But if you yeah, exactly. natin, at the end of at the end of it all, come to think of it, ang magmamatter lang is your perseverance and how much you want to be in medicine. Yeah, basically so, kasi, yeah, siguro around maybe 20 years ago when yung mga oldie doctors here, when you ask them what what is their pre-med, they will answer you with BS pre-medicine. Ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> pa sila sa time na yun. Na, ang pre-med nila is is basically pre-medicine. Where right now there it's quite loose. Eh. So basically you can have any any college degree and turn that into a pre-medicine course except I learned this the hard way in in, in one med school. Na. I tried to apply and they actually looked at my transcript transcript of records mm. and they saw that I lacked one biology subject so they they were requiring me yeah they were requiring me to get a extra biology subject just to be able to qualify for their course even though I already accepted I'm done with the entrance exam I'm done with the interview I got technical a technical foul ako with the, my transcript of records mm. Kulang. Just one one biology subject. But I think right now they're more loose, so they're not actually looking at the transcript of records anymore. Just, I mean, just the grades. But mm-hmm. like you said, you had the classmate na broadcast. I had the classmate. Ang pre-med niya was religion. <laughs> so you just have to have faith <laughs> that you'll get through everything. You'll get through the shit that is medicine. Yes. Uh, well, actually, kasi parang, if you think about it, parang meron dyan, we have classmates na um, children and doctors um, who grew up in a medically-oriented family and we think that it's medicine is the path for them because it's the only thing that they know. Their parents are both doctors. Yan yan. But then when they set foot into even the first class in medicine, within the first two weeks, from 200 from from a class of 100 na cut down kami to siguro for the first week 5 agad yung na quit because they thought they thought prior to coming into med school na this was their thing and then when they finally reached the lectures yeah 10 hour lectures and whatnot <laughs> I understand yun sila na din na it's not for them so it's for medicine it's the same with me Actually, almost the same. I think five to, I think a little a little less than ten. After the first day, they quit after the orientation. So, the mortality rate in yeah. medicine is a bit high. <laughs> so you just have to want. Yeah. Really, really bad. How about you? What was your pre-medicine course? My pre-medicine course was public health, so I'm really lucky to got to to have gotten into a program that had a background um microbiology, we had pathology, some basic anatomy. So coming into medicine, parang yung basic and biochem. So the basic courses I had pretty I had a pretty good grasp. So I wasn't one of those people who had the unfortunate. Um, 
experience of having to go through the difficult difficult subjects and difficult you know, workload and still have to deal with the emotional stress na shit. Ano tong pinasok ko? <laughs> so, walang, wala na akong ganun kasi parang pinag pa lang I was set. This was gonna be my life. So, science yeah. course, kanyan, heavy and all. So, ikaw naman, how about you? Anong, um, what made you decide from your course to get into medicine? Actually, my, my, I have a degree in community nutrition. So, mm-hmm. it's basically like public health, but you're more oriented on the nutrition aspect. So, okay. it's, it's a known pre-med course, but the, the, pre, the subjects within, the, within my degree is mostly based on chemistry, a little bit of biology, and a little bit of math. Mm-hmm. But when when I when I went to went through my first year in med school after taking anatomy, I just realized that I don't know shit <laughs> about anatomy. I don't know anything about chemistry. Because <laughs> in medicine you're mostly oriented on um at least in my nutrition degree I'm oriented on general chemistry. But uh-huh. when you go through medical chemistry, medical biochemistry, it's around totally 100 different. totally different, 100% different compared to college chemistry. Mm-hmm. And even even we we had the um we had this subject in medicine, medical nutrition. It's it's totally different from my the nutrition that I learned in college. It gave it gave me a little bit more respect. <laughs> <laughs> with the subject itself it it made me realize i don't know anything about nutrition as much as i think i do but if you look back which what point in your life did you realize i want to be a doctor actually i made for me i made that decision on my i think that was my last year in high school my fourth year in high school my senior year, I realized that I want to become a doctor. Before that, I want to open my own business. Mm-hmm. That was my, I think, for almost two to three years, my goal in life was to open my own business, then get more money, then die happy. Then uh-huh. in my last, in my Simple. senior year, I realized that I don't know anything about life. You basically don't know anything. And so you just made made up so when when I was actually thinking of what degree I'm going to take for college, I was thinking maybe I should get into pre medicine so I can become a doctor. But I at that time I did not realize how hard it would be. <laughs> it was easy to say because okay, it's a good option, but then we didn't know what we were going into to say the least. Uh, I, it's an understatement eh, uh-uh. at most. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Okay, I remember, so yeah, I remember before when you remember when, when you were in your in high school, you had your career career talks. Your orientation, uh. career ori- career talks, orientation, and the, the school would actually invite people under every single field to talk about their experiences, but mm-hmm. no one actually talked about medicine and how hard it would be. Okay. Correct. We just they, had they, this impression that okay, doctors, sila. Yeah, 
they I mean, they they told us it will be difficult. They never told us it will be really really yes. difficult. Okay, for all of those, uh, for all of you who are listening, we're not trying to discourage you um, into going into me- uh, in going into medicine. It's just that, based from experience, no one emphasized how difficult it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so we just want you to be to get, like get a realistic view from two people who who just. This is fairly recent, no? Parang recently underwent through all of this in life. So it's pretty fresh and pretty valid. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't get, and, don't get me wrong. The, yeah. The easy, I think the easiest part of everything, of the, the, the journey through medicine, the easiest part, I think, is med school. <laughs> and after, after you've gone through med school, don't worry, it gets harder. <laughs> But it gets more fun, and yeah, I think true. yeah, and then you appreciate your life decision more as you get to know what we do on a daily basis. So I think it's just important. That's why we're stressing this out, is because um, it really takes a lot of um, patience okay. and will, talaga, to finish med school. So that's what we want you to know. You don't really have to be super mega over smart, or you sometimes don't even have to be top of your class, but you just have to persevere. So yes. I think yun lang talaga. So parang meron kami ganyan, mga valedictorian ng high school, valedictorian ng college, and then when it came to med school, it was mostly sipag and time management and yeah, you just really have to want it really, really bad. I actually agree. Okay. I actually agree. I remember back in med school, we had because when you go into med school, it's it's a melting pot of all populations, even not only your peers but other age, uh, from different mm-hmm. backgrounds. Some people actually they stopped for a while, then went to med, then went to medical school, medical school after they real on late realization that they want to become doctors, mm-hmm. then. I remember my friend telling me it it holds very true until now that it doesn't matter mm-hmm. where you come from when you, when all of you step into medicine you're all equals. Level yeah. field na Everyone is fair game. So Everyone will remember, go through the eye of the needle. Mhm. I remember Mernong, we I had a classmate in med school. He was made as in he has his own business. He was I think when everyone else was 22 and 20 something, he was parang mga 29 na, and then he had his own <laughs> business, and he was doing, he was doing good. Basically, he was doing good in life, but then he he was missing something. Like he had a bigger calling, and the the other option was to become a lawyer. But then he said, no, I just really want to be with people. I want, I have this. I feel that I have the capacity to help and medicine was just the right path for him. So now he's practicing. To be honest, did you ever think that was was your goal ever to help anyone when you first started medicine? Was that your goal? Oh, oh. <laughs> initially. Initially, ng mga, initially ng mga first 
couple of years, I think I was, my upbringing was too idealistic. Came from an all-girls school in high school, na mga medyo activista levels. So, <laughs> and then we really wanted equality and then um, help your less fortunate um, brothers and sisters out there. And then, come college, come college kung saan exposed ka sa kahirapan ng, ng, madlang, ta- <laughs> ng madlang Pilipino. <laughs> so, parang, it was basically parang like, I think for me, like, I want to help. Maybe secondary na lang yung monetary gain or sometimes nauna yung monetary gain and then maybe I can help people. <laughs> but but I think it's mostly um, born out of altru- altruism na parang you're, you were put, you were given this kind of privilege or the right to be able to study medicine or the, the gift to study medicine to do some good in this world. That's, Sorry, the, complete, no, that's the complete opposite of mine. <laughs> <laughs> you were perfect for this podcast. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't get me wrong. Helping was helping was there, but like I said, I, I think this was, this was a rush decision in my part. <laughs> going on, going to is medicine. It, do you regret it? To be honest, there, there. Until now, there are times when when I regret going to medicine. <laughs> but I, but I think that's normal with everyone. Eh? Not mm-hmm. only in medicine, you'll always regret something that you did in uh-huh. your life. Parang a very big decision that you you will really really regret. Actually, before when when people are asking me, actually some some people already ask me, should I go into medicine? Then I. I, I always tell them one. I always answer them, answer them that. Do you? If you really, 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 really want to go into medicine, go to medicine. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's not a shame if you're going to quit medicine, mm-hmm. because it's it's extremely difficult. It's not going to be a walk in the park for it's sure. Not, it's yeah, not. But... It's not. It's not like college. It's definitely not like college. It's. It's like college on steroids. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so since you've been telling them about, since we've been talking about yung mga parang mga struggles, so ano naman yung, what are your medicine, medical experiences that you would say are the best? Or the things that you, you wouldn't trade for anything? To be honest, what, for me, the, what made med school a lot easier is during my first year in med school that was the time that facebook actually started growing 2009 something like that that was the time when facebook was on the rise so you wouldn't you you just one day you're you're sitting alone in your room you're reading your big ass book then you're going to check facebook just to see what other people are complaining about and make it makes you feel that you're not alone in your struggle, <laughs> which which actually helps. In my in my med school in my batch, there there were around maybe around two hundred of us in the batch, and not everyone knows each other, so mm-hmm. it's so hard to keep track of everyone. And during your first year, you're trying to get along with everyone, you you don't have your your group of friends. Everyone's an adult already, so mm-hmm. it's not like high school. There's no drama, but 
when you look at Facebook, everyone's complaining about what they're going to do the next day. Which, seeing people complain makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it made you feel that you're not alone in your struggle. Not alone. Oh, yeah, alone. yeah. Yeah. In med school, I remember because the subjects in medicine, especially in the first year, is it's a lot different from your normal subjects. So, if if for those who are thinking of going to med school, the first year subjects would include biochemistry, anatomy, what else? Um, physiology. Physiology. And I think no, is legal medicine in first year? No, not yet. No. Legal med. Legal med. I think so. But in bioethics. Bioethics. Yes. Yeah. Then. And other other similar smaller patient subjects. Patient doctor, patient doctor, whatever. And if your if your pre medicine course is not med tech, nursing, physical therapy, you won't know anything about anatomy. And then your very first day, they'll give you your you and your group one cadaver. They'll give you a handbook. Then they'll give you a scalpel. Then they'll tell you okay you cut right here on the de- there's a dead person in mm. front of you you and, just have to trust them <laughs> yes and the worst part of it is the smell you, you were wearing the mask not for not for safety purpose you were wearing it so you won't smell the formalin yes. so uh, parang, was, if you're squeamish and you can't handle that it's gonna be tough well, actually, first, first, yeah. Yes. I remember one of my teachers telling me, you should love that cadaver because that's the only time in your whole medical career that you will be handling a cadaver except, except if you go into pathology. And it's true. Okay. Until now, the last time I've handled a cadaver was during my first year in med school. So, during that time, you have to memorize as much anatomical parts as you can. And Because when you become a doctor, you will remember all those parts one day. Trust me. You'll have to think that cadaver. Yes. Do you still remember how the cadaver looked like? Did you ever check the face? I know the name of the person. (laughs) I know the name. Because <laughs> I remember the cadaver that was assigned to us. It was, it was an old, very old man, male. Most, mm. I, I would estimate around seventies or eighties, and yeah. Then he was re- old man. It's not a, it, it's not even a fat old man. It's a skinny old man. And I remember that that skinny old man. He has a baller ID on his right wrist, and it has his name on it. So we oh used that ca- we used that cadaver for one whole year, and we know the name of the person we're slicing, basically. And I was looking at other cadavers in in our in our group. We were the only ones who had the name, and we were the only ones who had a really really yeah. 
we were the only ones who re- who had a very dry cadaver. And so, it, it was it was okay, really dry. So, but since you mentioned dry, since dry, important to have a dry cadaver. Uh, you broke up with it. Can you read that? No. So, so since you mentioned the detail of having a dry cadaver, is it important for those out there who are are seriously um. Especially the first-year medical students right now who are not who are not able to hold a cadaver because of the pandemic. Is it important to have a dry cadaver? Yes, actually. Hello. Yes, yeah, I hear you. The it's important before when when I was in my first year. I remember you you won't you don't have a choice on what cadaver they'll assign you. Definitely, you won't have that choice. But mm-hmm. if If you if I were given that choice, I would I would have chosen a, a little bit leaner a leaner cadaver. Not a, not our very thin old man. A little bit bulky cadaver. Number one, it's easier okay, to remove it's the skin. Okay. Remember in anatomy you're not talking about the gross anatomy alone, you're talking about the, the smallest part of the anatomy. You have to peel all the layer of the skin and it's hard to peel the layer of the skin if if the skin is already in the bone how about you what's your anatomy horror story anatomy horror story well it wasn't my cadaver it wasn't a group's cadaver but the the next table cadaver was a pregnant pregnant um very tiny girl Siguro, if you estimate around, I don't even, I don't think she's even 30. And then she's mga 5'1", 4'11". She was really, really small. And then, when we opened, when we opened the uterus, it was, it had a fetus. We thought hey. it was, yeah, we, we didn't think it was anything Important because it was small. It was in a sack. But you didn't then, know it yeah. was a fetus. No, we didn't know it was a fetus, and then just the te- the technician, ba parang ganon, ba you had the manong in the lab. Yeah. Who knew everything about about anatomy? Who basically like prof level because they've spent so much years in the anatomy lab, and then they and then he would he said he told us yeah, I think it was. Part of the reproductive system module when you cut into the uterus to see the how mm. muscular the uterus is, and then and the all, other ligaments. All throughout the time, you didn't know that the no, cadaver was know. pregnant. I didn't know it. It was pregnant. Uh, we went to it. Everyone in the class was there, and then I think someone, someone in the room, parang ask, just parang to say a little prayer for the for the fetus. Because basically, the cadavers are bodies of people who were not claimed by any of their family members yeah. or were donated to to the hospital for in the name of science. But I don't think that happens very often now. Yeah. So I think it's mostly people from the Punenaria who were not claimed. Parang ganon, di ba? Mga John Doe. Yeah. Actually, the explanation that we got was these... These cadavers were 
actually those um, who were not claimed in the funeral home mm-hmm. or those who died inside the prison cells that were not claimed by the relatives. Okay. Yeah. So there's a big chance that if you have a cadaver on the table, there's a big chance that um, that person may have been convicted and died inside the penitentiary and was never claimed. Mm-hmm. And I remember... Or they've been in there too long that they don't really have family anymore. Yeah, exactly. And actually, the, the funeral homes, they sell these bodies. Mm-hmm. They don't donate it. They sell it to the med schools. And I remember before that my med school was actually looking for anyone who owns a funeral parlor because I think they're run, running out of cadavers. I remember that one time. Parang supplier ng cadaver. Yes. Naubusan na. Because you remember, if you're in med school, you have to you have a, to have a constant supply of cadavers mm. every year. Yeah. And and I think I think at the start of the sem, they would really orient you that this is your one and only cadaver. Yes. <laughs> and that you're gonna have to share this with the other class. And then so you split the since, the body. Yeah, the body into two. So this side is for section A, and this one is for section B. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So yeah. So I think that's basically, parang for something an age-old issue um, among people. Now why do we have to study dead bodies? But I think it's because we have to study those things to be able to move forward into learning more about how the body works well yeah i agree um i agree that the when you're going to study anatomy there's no better way than to have the actual body in front of you that's the best way and since you can't cut up classmates yes exactly it's better to cut up a dead body than a live body because that would be (laughs) criminal (laughs) and i think siguro if if they really were ma convicts and ganyan, and baka, and maybe that's their purpose for <laughs> science. <laughs> for no, science. I think, I think my philosophy on that is as long as you're not doing anything wrong with the body, you're you're treating it with as yeah, much with respect, respect. As, it, as you can, you won't have any problem. Your conscience mm-hmm. is clear. Mm-hmm. But you won't have to worry about them haunting you or bad dreams. Yeah, but it doesn't make it easier. Mm-hmm. Anatomy, remember, everything you dissect in that anatomy class, you'll have to memorize and remember for the practical exam. The dreaded move exam. The, yeah, the station-to-station uh, exam where the professor will pin an exact... or uh, you will, The professor will pin an artery inside the body and you'll have to identify that that pinned artery and actually you'll have to you'll have to determine if it's a vein or an artery yes exactly if you think it's easy you have to imagine you're, it's like identifying a strand of spaghetti inside your bowl of spaghetti a spaghetti or a fettuccine or fettuccine or <laughs> <laughs> But we'll get into maybe we can get into that later on, like how to memorize, yeah. how to 
learn that, stuff in med school. That's that's a discussion for another topic, for another day. Yeah. So basically, that's it for that's it for this episode. We this is just a trial run, but hopefully we'll get uh, talk about more things and and by our next uh, episode, uh, we'll be getting questions from from other people from aspiring medical students medical students and even those who are already doctors who just want to say something nice or bad mm-hmm. about their their experiences i think we can do that we can collect stuff from from our from the people in the hospital with us right now and then yeah we'll ask them about their thoughts on or like anecdotes that they have they would have about med school yeah so and also by our next broadcast i think we'll have our link or where you can send your questions if you're listening to this we don't know what what will happen to this podcast but we're hoping that this will grow into something a little bit more I'm than just a conversation this won't be the last <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try i'm hoping this won't be the last episode we'll try we'll try and uh, at least we we've got a handle on the current situation remote wise and how we're going to record uh-huh. this podcast so basically that's it yeah so that's all for today's daily rounds we'll just wrap this up and see you next time bye bye